Yo, guys, what is good? Welcome to the Flow Show podcast, where a Florida man covers all things baseball in the flow. You already know we are back with another episode, and today we are joined with a very special guest. We are joined with Cincinnati Reds international signee back in 2017, and just this past, I guess you could say this season, I guess, just cap and finish up about a week ago, we have Leo Seminati here joining with us from the Daytona Tortugas just this past season. Leo, how you doing, man? You know, just coming off about a week ago, you just finished up the season. How you feeling after the uh, long season you guys have? But it, I imagine for you guys, it must, be feel, must feel pretty good to be back. Good, good, yeah. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to uh, settle a little bit. And uh, it was a long season, but it was definitely one to remember. And it was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an awesome season, especially uh, just for me from a media perspective, just awesome to be back in the stadiums, be back seeing all the minor league guys again. It was really cool to be at the fields and watching some of the minor league games. Uh, as you can see, I am wearing the Tortugas hat, I had to represent today for the episode. And I also have to say congratulations as well to you on your recent marriage. We'll talk a little bit about that year later into the interview. Obviously, that is partially some of the reason why I didn't want to get you on because it is was a viral video, I guess you could say. It was definitely a neat video when I saw it on Instagram. So we'll definitely get into that here later on in the interview. But let's kind of talk real quick, kind of where you started. You were born in Alonzo, Lombardo, Italy. You know, it's a Italy is a country that doesn't get a lot of baseball, you know, notice, if you will. It's not a country that a lot of people are, you know, it's known for its baseball. But you ended up going into baseball being born in Italy, you know. You know, what got you into the sport of baseball, you know, just growing up as a kid? And then what are some differences, you know, playing baseball here in the U.S. compared to playing baseball overseas in Italy? Well, so I started when I was younger, about eight years old. And what got me into baseball is actually like my parents said uh, no to soccer. You can play any other sports but soccer because they didn't really like the environment that would create outside um, of the game. So I would go to a fair where every sport in my, in my town would showcase uh, what they had to get kids to go um, play for the clubs. And baseball was one of the sports that year. And uh, so I tried and I fell in love with it. And so here I am. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned here you are, and obviously in 2017 you would get your big contract, you would sign with an international contract with the Cincinnati Reds, and I think for fans and even for me as well, I'm not familiar with how the international signing process works. Just from your point of view, how did that kind of entire process work with the international signing process, whether it be coming, you know, beginning with, you know, what the scouts, you know, scouting-wise could coming all the way to where you signed your official contract with the Reds. And then what do you think made scouts and red personnel have a liking to you? You know, what was a, a key thing that you maybe kind of put you over the edge over maybe some of the other guys that were looking out in the international pool that year? So I played for um, the national team, team Italy, and I joined the Italian Academy where we would play international tournaments where scout would, scouts would come and see us play um, over in Europe. So that's mainly how 
uh, I got scouted and uh, how they saw me play. Um, I think what was uh, in interest of the scouts was my, uh, I would say my power. And um, so, yeah, in 2017, I got my, uh, my contract and uh, we went, so basically the process is we don't go through a draft. So we just get an offer from the uh, different teams and then it's up to you uh, if you want to accept that offer or uh, negotiate in between if you have multiple teams. So that's mainly how, how it happens. So playing around Europe and then coming overseas with the MLB Europe programs. And uh, that's how I got scouted. And so, yeah, in 2017, I signed for, my, for the Cincinnati Reds. And yeah, I think uh, power mainly is the, the reason why they like me and hopefully uh, let's keep growing up. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um, you mentioned with playing with the Italy national team, and I, I know I didn't add this in the questions and I, I wanted to make sure that you actually play because I, I know I, I, I was thinking that you might have actually played with the Italy national team. I was trying to see if the, if may, for the rosters and stuff, I just wanted to confirm. So um, what was that like playing with the Italy national team? I can imagine just representing your home country on a national stage and such. I mean, I can imagine that's got to be a whirlwind just to be able to play, have those colors on your chest. I mean, that, that's got to be so much of a different experience compared to playing, you know, minor league baseball or pro baseball with a team. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's different. It's it's completely different. I mean, you're representing not just your team. You're representing a whole country. You're representing uh, so many people. You're representing the whole baseball movement uh, of your nation, and it's such a great feeling to be able to wear mm -hmm. that jersey and uh, represent your country. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially too, just watching the Olympics this past year, the, or I guess it would be this year, this summer, and just seeing the amount of excitement coming out of the players, you know, how much they, you know, care about these games. I think it's awesome to see like, you know, international baseball, I think growing right now. I mean, it's getting, it's getting to a point where it's becoming a big deal right now because, you know, playing for your country is, is a big deal. I mean, you know, having that representation to, you know, go out and, you know, represent your country in a national stage like that is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the Olympics um, was an amazing stage for the sport uh, to be seen worldwide and to be able to, uh, to affect people. Yep. You know? Yeah, and it was great to see different players too also come out and play who haven't played in a while as well, at least in the major league level. So it was really cool to see some of that as well. Um, you know, after you sign with the Cincinnati Reds, you would end up going into minor league baseball. You would start kind of your work with the pro team. Uh, you know, how quick of a transition was that for you? You know, going from playing ball in Italy and signing that contract to then going straight into pro baseball, starting your, you know, career in the AZL with the Reds and then moving up also to Billings and such. How big, how quick of a transition was that for you, um, you know, with that kind of transition to your pro career? Um, I think it was a big jump, uh, but uh, I had people uh, mm -hmm. surround me that taught me the right way how to uh, get my steps into, into pro ball. Um, I think it was extremely fun and uh, just be able to access so many 
uh, tools and so many um, coaches that would teach you so much that would that would be that would have been the the best thing ever. So uh, I think that that was the the biggest jump and uh, just being able to play uh, in front of so many fans. Uh, I think that was that was awesome. Uh, being able to uh, travel, see different cities, and just enjoying what uh, pro baseball is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's such interest. It's so interesting, especially in the minor league level, because you go to so many different cities throughout your pro, you know, minor league career. And it's interesting to see how different cities embrace their minor league team and embrace the players that are there. It's just so interesting to see the different stop, you know, different almost, I would say cultures, if you will, for each minor league baseball city. It is really interesting to see the differences between each kind of city for each team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Daytona was great. Uh, building was great. And I think all the way through our minor league system has uh, a great fan support. Oh, for sure. Definitely. It's uh, minor league baseball has definitely done a good job in building that fan support up for sure. And obviously you mentioned fan support being, you know, obviously fan support being such a huge thing last year, you know, 2020, we got to talk about 2020, you know, obviously for you as athletes, um, and, it, and really just in general for everybody here in this, in the world, you know, it's, it was such an unpredictable year. We know with COVID and with other social issues going on in our society, you know, as a player and a person, how big of a growth year was it for you mentally? And then also what was your training like, and just life in general for you during that time off, especially for you, you're a guy from overseas in Italy. So, you know, if you wanted to go back home, it's a little different now with the COVID protocols. How, how did you kind of, how was that handled for you? So uh, I'm just going to take you quick through my 2020. I came over uh, for instruction league before the season in, uh, in February, uh, right before the absolute mess started in, uh, in Italy. And uh, we played the month. And then as the spring training was beginning, uh, they told us that we had to, we all had to go home because uh, there would not be, a season there will not be a spring training for now uh, due to COVID-19. So uh, it was tough. It was tough mentally and physically just to be able to stay in shape, uh, especially for us since we have to do so many reps. Uh, gyms would not be open. and But I think uh, the resume had, did a good job on um, – have our strength coaches and coaches uh, still doing Zoom meetings, still doing uh, home workouts and uh, just allowing us to be able to um, prepare ourselves as, as, as best as we could for the 2021 season. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, with last year. And, I, I mean, I'll even ask you if you agree with me on this. Uh, I honestly feel like last year – honestly for fans showed how much work ethic goes into playing in pro baseball, especially in such a weird time like that, where, you know, players could be doing other things in their free time right now. 
you see a lot of guys, they were practicing still. They were doing so many weird things. I saw guys on MLB, they were posting on Instagram, guys using their Wii and practicing with their baseball bat on a Wii. Or they were, I saw other guys doing other things and stuff. I just think, you know, last season it was so interesting and it really showed fans how much you guys work at, you know, getting to that next level in your pro career. Absolutely, absolutely. And took a lot of imagination too because uh, nothing was open. And so we had to work with what we had. And so we had to figure out ways to just stay in shape and keep training. So I think it was uh, a great time for imagination and to be able to uh, work on yourself. Yeah, we definitely saw a lot of that definitely last year. It was definitely interesting to see some of it on Instagram for sure and on social media, some of the guys and what they were doing. Uh, We'll go into our next question here. So obviously this year for really everybody has kind of been a rebound year for a lot of us, you know, people trying to get kind of back in the normal with, you know, COVID vaccines coming out. Things are sort of opening up, obviously with this Delta virus, you know, we'll see what's going to happen here in the next couple of months, see where our world's going to be at. But, you know, we have, we have had made some progression from last year in 2020, you know, for you, um, you know, what is it like to get back going again this season, you know, kind of have fans back in attendance, kind of almost feel normal again, if you will, this year. Um, and then also how much of a challenge was it this year, getting back into that groove, you know, after taking a season off last year, how difficult was that from a player's perspective from you, was it to kind of get back into that groove again of playing on a regular basis? Um, I think it was awesome to have fans back on the stands. I think it was great. And uh, we had so many rules uh, to follow uh, as a player for safety protocols, but it was all about having people back and having the support back. Obviously playing with empty stadiums, uh, it's not fun. It's not the same. Uh, so I think that trying to at, at least sort of coming back to normal, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned with, uh, you know, full capacity or at least with, you know, capacity in the stands, you know, Daytona's always had some of the best, you know, capacity and that'll kind of go. And I guess this, the uh, second part of this question here is, you know, what was it like spending this season in Daytona, you know, with their fan base and, uh, you know, what was that experience in the low A Southeast league? Like, I think, I think it was great. I think, uh, Daytona was, uh, was awesome also because, uh, we would play in, uh, again, the opposing team would, would be playing mostly in their, uh, spring training facility from the major league and not always had, um, a great, fan base so a great attendance so i think playing at home playing with, uh, in daytona was awesome just to have um fans uh, on the stand supporting your team and uh i think it was great uh, i think all the workers did an amazing job at uh keeping us safe and uh, i hope that us as players gave good enough entertainment for uh for the fans yeah we'll definitely talk about that in our next question here in just a moment but uh just to kind of touch base on that answer that you had given me uh yeah i mean it was it's so crazy like for daytona like just to think like a year ago there were talks about them possibly getting cut and then they had this whole campaign of trying to bring back that team and they ended up saving the team and that's what i think is so cool to have those fans 
come out to this, you know, season, come back out to the games again and support a team that really worked its way to get to where it is now and staying in minor league affiliated baseball. And I think it's really a testament to that city and to that organization. And obviously they have one of the most historic ballparks, which I imagine for you must be really cool to play in a ballpark where so many talented and hall of famers have played there. I mean, that must be like a neat thing. You know, it's a historic ballpark. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's an historic ballpark and uh, uh, it was great to play there. It was great to be able to walk through the gates where all those important people uh, walk through. And I think uh, us as a group, we um, really uh, incorporate that into our baseball philosophy uh, all the way through the year. Now, I mentioned historic ballpark, and there's a lot of history that's probably been made at that ballpark, but you probably made some history a few weeks ago, and we have to talk about this. Part of the reason why I had to get you on the show and on the podcast, and I do appreciate you, Leo, for jumping on the show. It's been a great time to talk to you today. Um, You know, just a few weeks ago, you went viral on Instagram. It was posted by the, I believe it was the on-field announcer for the Daytona Tortugas, who actually just followed me like last night which is really funny. You followed me on Instagram last night. Um, so just a few weeks ago, you went kind of viral um, on his Instagram because you married, who at the time was your fiance, now your wife, during the middle of a Tortugas game. I don't think it's ever happened. We've seen proposals during games and such, but I don't think we've ever seen a marriage happen during the game. What was that process like? Where did the idea come from that you wanted to do it in the middle of the game? Was it just kind of on the spur of the moment? And are we going to see maybe, a, you know, maybe a, are you going to have another wedding? Maybe, you know, like a, you know, kind of official wedding or something, or is that, that's the wedding right there. I, I mean, I did love it. I thought it was great. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Awesome. Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad, uh, you, li- you liked it. And no, it wasn't really planned. Uh, I didn't know anything. It was a, That day was a doubleheader. And at the end of the, double f- the, of the doubleheader, uh, they told me we, we would do that. And uh, it just happened. So uh, we got married that morning uh, in the courthouse. We will have, a, a, I would say, conventional uh, wedding yep. uh, overseas in Italy. But um yeah that was that was crazy it was great I I had no idea up until six innings before that so uh it was almost a surprise for me too and but it came out awesome it came out well and I'm glad a lot of people liked it I thought it was great when I saw the video I just I I laughed and I I thought but I honestly thought it was awesome I thought it was one of the coolest things during a game especially you know it's not like it was a fan that was a part of it. You know, it was not like it was two fans getting married. It was you, a player like that. You don't see that happening. You know, I mean, there's no, what is it? Albert Pujols isn't getting married out on the field or Mike Trout isn't getting married during the middle of the game. So I think it was really awesome and I did really enjoy it. So I do say congratulations to you and your now wife. Uh, that's really awesome that you guys got married during the game. So that was really, really neat. But uh, we'll go into my final question here, Leo. With now the season being over, uh, I got to ask, what were your overall thoughts on your season this year with the Daytona Tortugas? Um, What are some goals that you have heading into the 2022 spring training? And was there anything, you know, obviously 2021, a lot of new things with the minor leagues were implemented this year. Um, You know, we had, what is it, eight, I believe, 
uh, automated balls and strikes strikes were implemented this year. We had the six game series. I want to, I actually, I do want to get your take on that as well um, about the six game series, but what did you think about the season? And was there anything that MLB should change when it comes to the MILB season just this past year with some of the new things that they implemented? Um, I think overall uh, was a good season. Uh, after all we've been through, uh, after all the limitations, after all uh, all that has happened, I think it was an awesome year to bounce back from 2020. Uh, we did have the six-game series. We did have the automatic strike zone. And I personally did not like the automatic strike zone. Um, I still like the human umpire better. And about the six-game series, it's uh, really not that bad. Uh, it allows us to have more days off. Uh, it allows us to uh, not travel overnight and play the same day so i think i think that's good and i think uh uh we should keep that going and uh but yeah i i wasn't a fan of the automatic strike zone but uh i don't think i think that minor leaguers minor leagues right now are um so, so sort of an experiment for uh, new rules and uh, new things that Major League would like to apply uh, up up at the top. So, um, but yeah, I think overall was uh, a good season and uh, hopefully for uh, 2022, um, we hope to go on a higher level uh, and be able to play uh, at a higher level. But I think that the main goal is always to get there prepared and as healthy as you can, because that's the most important thing. If you can stay healthy, uh, you, you're able to play as many games as you can. And I think that's key. Yeah. Especially in the minor league season too. So many games you guys have, you know, starting. And, and that's what I think a lot of fans don't think about. It's like, it's not only just from April to, you know, what is it? I guess it'd be August, September now with the new schedule, but I mean, you got to take in account spring training and then some guys end up going over to playing in fall league. So you got guys who are playing almost year round and even guys who are playing overseas too, in like Mexican leagues during the winter. So it's uh, it's all season. Yeah. It's a lot of games. So Leo, I want to say thank you so much, man, for joining the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck heading into next season. It was great to get to talk to you today. And then again, congratulations to you and your wife on the recent marriage. Thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. It was my pleasure. And yeah, hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, definitely, man. I would love to. And I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for jumping on today. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace out. See you guys.